For full accident management support, including motor replacement, repairs and personal injury compensation claims, just search G4 Claims today. Hi and welcome to this week's episode of the DW Podcast. If you watched last week, you will see my guest was Luke Lavope uh, from West Lothian, a Scottish singer-songwriter. And I am joined by another Scottish singer-songwriter from West Lothian. It seems like they're, they're never-ending. This week we've got Mark Sharp. Uh, thanks very much for coming How's on. How's it going, man? Good, how are you? Ah, no problem at all, man. Thank you for having me. Hi, I'm well, man. Uh, just as well as you can be this time, eh? but I'm not too bad about yourself. I'm all right, aye, I'm all right. Was that a wee uh, Only Fools and Horses mug you've got there? It sure is, mate. Sure is. Bellboy and Rodney. Only yeah. the best, mate. Uh, I saw, so, as I say, last week, last week I had, had Luke on, so probably a, a good way to start is if you've not listened to it, folks, go back and check out last week's. But West Lothian, what is going on there? It's it's the music capital of Europe at the moment. Aye, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good scene, man. Uh, there has always been a pretty decent scene, uh, but I think we like, say, uh, Snuts and Lewis going so high than it's drawn a bit of attention to the rest of it so I won't make it continue man I think uh, I think I mentioned it as well to look but the thing that for the outside looking in market it just seems like these are all so supportive of each other and I sometimes feel that you know when be it in, in music or any kind of art form you know when when people start doing well you often hear these stories of people bickering and fighting and trying to put others down but you all seem to be so supportive and it's it's great to see mm-hmm. Aye, that, that's it, man. I think you've got to be like that. There's no, there's no point in, you know, starting fights with bands. It's not the 90s anywhere. You're Oasis and balls and that. It's, uh, I, I think you've, you've, you've got to be like that. It, it makes you better as well. It's like a healthy competition as well. You, you want to, you want to be supporting these, like your mates and playing gigs with your mates. And when they're doing well, you want to be up there as well. So, I, I think it's brilliant that everybody around here is like that. Because we've all played like there's no many, there's no much uh, like we said there's there's loads of bands but like music venues there's no many around here, um, but we're all out together all the time and uh, you know we're, just, we're all good pals so I hope that's I hope that continues. What was your early early days of music then? What was your your first gigs and the first time you picked up a guitar? Because obviously uh, at the moment you you've obviously got the bicycle thieves uh, as your band there, but you started off solo so. Talk us through the journey a wee bit. Aye, well, it's actually, aye, I've I've been I've been in a, a couple of bands before. I I wanted to kind of do my own thing, um, but like at the beginning, I never ever thought I'd be in like a band or anything like that. I never ever thought I'd do music or that for a living. Um, I was just a big guy wanted to play football all the time. It's just <laughs> that was it. That's all I knew, just to play football. And uh, I loved going to gigs. So uh, I was at gigs all the time. My brother used to. Uh, in a band and go see Dead Sea Souls and Apple Scruffs and stuff because uh, it was as I said it was a good scene through here back then as well um, but I, again I, I just never ever thought of doing that and then I think just through like being a fist parties and stuff like that you end up I don't know singing Arctic Monkeys Libertines tunes and that we thought and just doing a sing song and end up joining a band say a mad man <laughs> a man that you and uh, I so I like he's mentioned like first gigs and that's so what first gig was with a band called we were called the Divines. Right. Um and it I well, it was only like 16, 17. 
um, just started school and that, and uh, we, we played a gig in Brooksburn at some pub. And I, I, I ended up getting the gig through like Bebo. Somebody, <laughs> no way, remember Bebo? Nah, I mean, uh-huh. nah, mate, those were the days, man, send us some love. Nah, it's, uh, so it was funny. like a, a random guy just messed us with a gig and that sort of thing. He bought up, we good, uh, we had no clue what was going on. He picked the venue, picked supports and that, just like that. Just see what he's going to do. So I ended up selling a gig out because it was just your mates for, for school. I can't remember the name of the pub, but I turned up at the venue and that was the first time we met the boy. And he was like, ah, bro, you know, it's that, that sold out and that, here's some money and that. Gave us a geezer rest after the money gets like focused on the acute side and that once everybody pays, I'll give you the rest of the money. So I didn't bother, man. We, we weren't even bothered about the money, we just wanted to play a gig. Uh, so I think we went up the street or something to get a queue and I was just outside talking to folk, came back in and fucking the guy was blitzed getting carried out by like three guys. <laughs> yeah, the fuck's that to this guy? No way. He's getting carried out and blitzed and I swear to God I've never seen him since we never got the rest of the money either. That was a good gig. <laughs> so the gig still went ahead, I eh? swear, man. Huh? Aye, aye, the gig still went ahead. Uh, <laughs> that was a shambles, but it was class as well, man. Uh, as I say, it was just like your mates for school and that, so it was it was jumping, but that uh, was funny. I was just thinking about that the other day, too. Like, I've not seen that boy since. That's hilarious. It's funny how you, you talked about the football thing there, because I feel that, I mean, we're, we're from similar backgrounds, I suppose, growing up and kind of... Scottish towns or whatever just outside the big cities and I kind of felt when we were growing up football was the main thing and, and it isn't until you're older you start appreciating music a wee bit more and I don't know if it was the same at the school that you went to but I kind of felt at school like music wasn't really as cool as being in the football team 100% no, exactly the same man I I mean the football team was a shambles as well to be fair but I like you could take music at school but I never I'd I, like never seen any Interest in picking up the guitar and like that. I did love music when I was at school, but I need else really. I wonder now because you know that there's people like yourself and like Luke and the Snuts and, and Lewis all coming through for West Lovian. I would imagine that the, the schools in West Lovian, when kids come to pick their options, they're all picking music now. I guarantee it. I guarantee it, mate. Especially, I mean, I went to St. Kent's, but like Footburns where the Snuts boys went. And uh, I guarantee in there because they've got like a, a music room and stuff with the snuts used to practice. So I guarantee that's that's bringing in a, a few bands like a few youngings. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So when did you when did you decide to go solo? Because I feel that for me anyway, I've always played in bands in the forty. Well, I can't sing like yourself for a start, so it wouldn't work as well. But the forty actually going solo seems like such a bigger step because you're putting yourself out there and, and there's no really anybody else to fall back on. Aye, that's that's true. I mean, I don't know why I wanted to do that. I just thought I, I can do what I want that way. Do you know what I mean? You're killing yourself being in bands. It's like some like no everybody's got to agree on everything. Do you know what I mean? So it's it can be difficult at times. But uh, I thought I'd do so. See how that goes. But I realised I wrote songs for a band. I always had like I was never writing like acoustic folk songs or anything like that. I was always writing band songs. So I needed a band to play anyway. And uh, I didn't think it was fair that I mean we we done well to build up a, a crowd through like just through my name, but I didn't think it was fair to like just have my name. So it's like these boys are they're doing their bit as well. So that's where the bicycle feeds came in. 
it's interesting that as well because I sometimes feel like that almost is quite humble and quite modest for you that you you want them to have that recognition because there's other solo artists out there that would just be like, nah, they're just my backing band and you know it's Mark Sharp mm-hmm. and they're they're part of Mark Sharp. Whereas I think that's quite nah. you know it says a lot about you that you wanted to give them that that recognition. Uh, I, I I hate that, but like I couldn't like just be called a band just because I spent all the years trying to get a name. Do you know what I mean and get a fan base through that? So it was like. It's the only way to do it, really. Just keep off. So well, last year was obviously was a big one for you, and I, I feel that this is maybe unfair to say because you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel that in comparison to some other artists, you get a bit more gigs than others. You know, you had a really really good start to the year in terms of getting out there and playing, Aye. and uh, and then it all kind of slowed down. Aye, I, that's what I, I've been saying that because people have been saying that he's were on a big run and the momentum was going well, the hype was there, and then it must have he must have got hit the hardest, but. We'd, obviously we did like every band got hit hard but I, I, I just I kind of blessings that we were lucky enough to get the gigs in just before it ended I think we played the last gig um, in Britain or whatever we, we were on the bill for the last gig in Britain so a big gig in like, so I don't think I get bigger than that Was well, that the one at, at uh, Aberdeen? Where is I? Aye. I, remember, uh, I remember at the time like I don't think, and maybe I'm talking out of tongue here, but I don't feel that MD really appreciated, you know, how big this coronavirus thing really was then. You know, it was like, you know, when, when gigs were getting cancelled, people were thinking, oh, what are you on about at first? You know, and, mm-hmm. and I actually felt quite sorry for Lewis after that because I seen that he got a wee bit of flack in the papers. You know, the media kind of came to him a wee bit saying, mm-hmm. you really shouldn't have played that gig. But in the same week, you had things like Cheltenham Festival going on. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm sure the stereo. Oh, it's, it's not his fault as well. Do you know what I mean? It's that's what he has hands that that kind of thing. It's quite funny because we we did the, the tour down south and then uh, we played. I think it was Newcastle. We had to go from Newcastle straight to Aberdeen, uh, and like on the way there, the whole forum got cancelled. So like, right, well, this isn't going to go ahead. <laughs> and then just we were getting messages for like Lewis Capaldi fans saying, "You better not play this gig." It's it's a, it's a disgrace if he's played this gig. So it was all, it's like, it's not, like, it's not our fault. You know what I mean? We didn't really know at the time, uh, just like everybody else, but uh, I, everything was going wrong. I, we broke down as well on the way there. <laughs> no way. So like, everything was going wrong. I, I was like starting to lose my voice and that because just off the back of the tomb, I was like, this isn't, a, this isn't a good. But they were like, we're gone anyway. Either way, we're going to get a night out in Aberdeen. <laughs> so... It went ahead and thankfully it did, uh, and that was, was some night. It must be amazing that, you know, obviously you've known Lewis for a number of years, but for him to continue to ask his, his friends and people that are close to him to support mm-hmm. him, and, you know, in these arena gigs as well, but how thousands of that would have been? Aye, it's a, it's a, it's a P&J and, P and or whatever it's called. It's, it's the biggest venue in Scotland. Is it? And, uh, I mean, I, 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 I think... I think so, man. Right? Sure, it's bigger than hydro, so it must it must be. Right. Um, and uh, we would never get to play a stage that size, so it's it's unbel- as you say, it's unbelievable. They they still you know ask us to play these gigs. That's the way it's always been. Do you know what I mean? We've, even before and even offline, we were always gigging and stuff together. And just it didn't matter who was like headline or anything. We back and play gigs together. And he still he still is down the earth as it comes, man. And I think that, 
you could talk about Lewis all day, but that that's quite you know prevalent and visible for his social media presence as well. But I mean, getting back to you, is like playing a venue like that. You, you just done. Correct me if I'm wrong. A free date tour in England. So was it Manchester, Newcastle, and somewhere at Stoke? London? London. Oh, of course, London. London it, but you brought out the the live at London album this last year, but. I, to, to go yeah, to, play, to playing the gigs to then playing a stage the size of the you know, biggest venue in, in Scotland must be what a week that mm-hmm. yeah, was as I say like, we were so lucky to be able to play the, right at the end uh, before all this so I, I never like I never thought when we, we, we booked the London like London Manchester Newcastle gigs I never thought that like we'd have many people there but we managed to sell every single one of them and obviously Lewis's was sold out so we did a lot of people just in the space of a few days, man. Is there a difference when you're going down south? Because I almost feel like in Scotland, bands kind of live in a wee bit of a bubble, you know. I feel as if there's always been, oh, we want to make it in, in Scotland, we want to play King Tuts and we want to play the Barras or whatever. And then, I'm not saying it's easy, it's, it takes a lot of hard work, but it must be even harder mm-hmm. to put yourself out there in a place like London or Newcastle, you know, where it's no your pals, it's no your family, it's a totally different audience and... Like when you put that gig on sale, you must be thinking, "Oh God, this is a wee bit nervy." Aye, definitely. We thought, uh, see if we managed to sell like forty tickets or something, that we'll be happy. Um, that the, the people that follow us, follow us everywhere as well. So we've got to hand it to them, like travelling for up here down there, man. As uh, loyal as they come, so there was a few of them, but a few randoms as well, and that's good to see. What's uh, what's your songwriting process? Mark, because obviously you says you, you've got the band now. Do you go into the studio and say to them, I've got this tune here, here's the bass line, here's the drums, or do you say, right, here's the, the bare bones, eh? can you help me with this? Uh, usually that, usually I'd say like the, I just sit down with acoustic guitar and I'd have her, like the lyrics. Once I've finished the lyrics, I've got a chord progression and uh, sort of an idea of where I wanted to go. Then I'll take it to the boys or what about that. But Recently, more recently, we've all been trying to chip in and, you know, do our bit. Everybody's been having a crack at writing some tunes and then I've, I've just had, like, literally just putting lyrics to them. Um, and then we're just, again, just putting our heads together and working on them. It's been difficult to try and do that because it's hard to, like, through a computer to try and make that magic happen. But um, when, when we've had the chance, we'll, we've, we've wrote a few tunes, man. It's, it's difficult, again. You know, you're not getting inspiration. You're staring out the window at a ghost town half the day, man. You're not really getting inspiration for anywhere. Because I need to be, I need to be it and then about it to to get inspiration. I need characters to write about. You know what I mean? It probably harks back to you know your your first gig came from meeting people at a house party, and then you know that that first gig in Broxburn. Like for me, I, I mm-hmm. can imagine that's where you get your inspiration. It's these stories. It's the people you meet, and and that shines through in your songs as well. Ah, uh, cheers, man. I definitely. Uh, I'll need to write a song about that boy that booked our first gig through Bebo, man. That's amazing. I, I, I genuinely, I was only thinking about it like just the other week. Like, I've not seen that guy in ages, man. I hope Can't he's alright. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, man. You want to see the nicky or my he's selling that? But I don't think he had any intention of paying us anyway. No, he probably drank all the money, and that's why he's been sick everywhere. That's it. I guarantee it, mate. Guarantee it. Uh, I, was, I, I was thinking he was at it until I seen the spew doing him. <laughs> Maybe he just <laughs> said you on so he didn't need to pay you. 
I don't know how it came. Is it one of these characters, man? But I'll need to, I'll need to try and ask a boys and see, try and find out his name, hunting down. That's hilarious. Last year, uh, I want to touch on it. I thought it was a, a really nice touch you done with the, the NHS single as well. What was yeah. your, your thought process there? We, well, we started doing the, the kind of the lockdown covers uh, just to try and cheer people up, really. Um, and I think Dar- Dan's idea, Dan plays keys for us. He was he was thinking we should do like a piano version, a piano cover, sorry, just me and him, and we could maybe do it for charity or stuff like that. And uh, our manager, Ross Coates, was the same. He was like, let's, let's do it for the NHS and stuff. So I got well received. Um, and it was Mad World we done, so it was relevant to what was going on at the time. So, or what what we're going through now, and uh, I went doing well. I think that you've got a, a knack, and I'll just sing your praises a wee bit here because your your original tunes are absolutely brilliant. But I think you've got a knack of taking really popular covers and and making them your own. And and I've seen that at your live shows as well. You know, it it seems like you you really know how to put your own stamp on them. Oh, thanks very much, man. Hey. Uh, Aye, you maybe refer to Born Slippy coming the day. Out in the crowd and, and going wild. And any time I've seen you play that live, you know, the audience really, they eat out your hands. <laughs> Aye, oh, it feels it feels like uh, it's your song now. Aye. Just because the way we, we, we should probably have covered that and like put that out there. But it's like a wee, it's just a wee treat for people at gigs. Cause, and it's good to do it if you're supporting somebody because folk will know your songs, but they'll know Born Slippy. And they'll be like, it doesn't really like it sounds like Bon Slippy obviously but as you say we've got a stamp on it and it kind of made our own a bit Mark I've seen you I can't remember who it was I'm sure I've seen you supporting someone in St Luke's and you played that was it Kyle Faulkner? no? Uh, no it would have been the Snuts the Snuts that was it it was the Snuts aye uh, and aye that was some gig that was some gig was that maybe your last yeah. song if I made that up? Could have, been, could have been, could have been. The sets changed that much. I can't even remember us playing that last, but, but I, I it, just remember. Been, it might have been for a support, or it might have been for the last one for a support. I remember the uh, whole crowd in St. Luke's were absolutely bouncing, and then that must have been the snuts, that's right. And by the time they came on, you know, mm-hmm. people were totally, it was electric, it was a great atmosphere. Aye, uh, uh, that, that's, we uh, probably did play that last, just for that reason, just to get everybody going. Uh, and they're well warmed up for the snuts, though, that they need them to warm them up. But, um, aye, that, that's it. I think that we work well when we support them. Uh, it's, a, it's a good dynamic. I think it, uh, we, fit, we fit that slot well, I think. You can talk about, you know, the, the West Lovian scene all day. And, and as we say, you know, that Lewis has been brilliant taking his on board and, and making sure that you keep supporting as well. And, you know, the one thing, the one gig that really stood out for me, unfortunately, I couldn't make it, was the one in Princess Street Gardens. Where it was yourself, yeah, this nuts and Lewis, and I just thought that's such a great advert for you know that scene, you know that that scene. Mm-hmm. I, I remember these boys like when you were all young, you know, just coming through, and then to see how far you had came was incredible. Mm-hmm. Aye, that was a special moment because um, Luke played that one as well. Well, he played one of them in Indigo Velvet played the other night. That's right. Uh, uh, it's just because like we, we used to put like gigs on just locally and it's like pubs around here. So it was like taking it for that wee pub onto that stage. It was it was special. And it was great to watch uh, like Lewis do his thing there on the big stage as well. I've seen him hours of times. Beating Milan and everything to see him I've seen him that much, but uh, I 
Uh, but I don't know, it was just something special about that night. I think it was just quite, as you say, like all the wrestling bands were on, on the bill, so uh, it was very special. What was it like over in Milan? I'd imagine when, when you all get together in terms of the West Lothian bands, it must be a, a good night out afterwards. Uh, oh, it was still a good night out in Milan. <laughs> uh, we were on his bus and that, his, uh, his tour bus and that room. But uh, I was so surprised at that gig because like, like the majority of the audience couldn't even speak like a word of English. Right. And I listened to this Scottish guy <laughs> just rinsing them all because like, I missed me these songs I mean they love the songs and they knew every word to every song uh, and they're all singing Luigi 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 <laughs> so I, I was like I was like fucking blown away by it um, but I, I he's, he's, he's taking the piss away poking the crowd and that and they're just all buckle laughing at him as well and it's that was, that was cool to see especially just see him on other times and in Scotland, but it was great to see him in, you know, in Italy. I said this to Luke last week, and, and I feel that you must look at, you know, Lewis and the Snuts and where they are just now and think, we're next. I hope so, man. I hope so. Uh, just think, it's, it's unknown to know it's, it's really annoying, because as we were saying earlier, like, the hype was there, and then it's like, it's died down, but we've got new tunes coming, and, uh, a lot more stuff to put out there, so just need to wait for either time now and see what happens. But uh, it's not much when you're no gigging, and when you, we never released any new material last year, we did a lot of other stuff, uh, but we never released any new songs. And I think that was a, turns out it was a good idea now uh, because we would be waiting another year to play them live. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So hopefully, these new tunes will be getting played soon. You put out the live at London gig though, didn't you? Uh, the album though in Bandcamp, is that right? I mean, it was a fluke, like, I think we came in, it was like, we must have been into like, one thing of lockdown or something like that, and the guy for the venue in London messed us saying, by the way, I recorded your set, do you just want it sent here? I'm like, fucking right, man. No way. That's ideal, we're looking happened. for stuff to put it. Nah. And I was like, send over, like, I wasn't expecting it to be any good, but it was really, it was really good, like, quality recording. And I was like, that's ideal, that's, that's the content sorted for this one. Um, I mean, I've, I've not listened back to it for a while, but I can remember it being a good, good sound in the recording. Not that, I'm saying, that it, it, not that I'm saying that it wouldn't ever be good, but I feel that the fact that you didn't know that he was recording it probably made it a bit easier because subconsciously you'd be thinking, right, we need to we need to nail this here if he's recording it. That's true. That's true. So I I think we actually we played we had to take out one of the songs because. It's a song, we, we tried it out in that tour, but it's changed now, we've, now we've recorded it. Right. So it'll probably be one of the next releases. Um, but I had to take that out, but the rest, the rest were in. What the next release then? What's the, what song is it? Well, not too sure yet, if it's going to be that one. So I better not say, I think it will be, but uh, we'll see. I, I, I just don't want to say it's got to be that one, it's got to be another one, egg in my face, mate, but and uh, see, I mean, you've got things to look forward to. I don't know if if by April it'll be fine, but obviously you announced the the Mash House gig in, in Edinburgh last year, which sold out pretty rapidly. Unfortunately, you had to postpone it. I believe to September. Now, now you've put it back to April. So, I oh, hope that goes ahead, man, because that just feels like it's dragging on. Because that was kind of going to fall into that. It was a week later after the the tour, so it was kind of going to fall into that run. 
we would have got a few days break. Um, so then we had to put it back and then put it back again. So I hope I hope it goes well. Our folk will be wanting their money back because they'll be holding on to their cash for too long, I think. It's, it's good though, and it's good to see, I think, that you've picked Edinburgh as well because bands often, you know, just go to Glasgow. It's almost like second mm-hmm. nature, like right where we're playing in Glasgow and to see you, you know, announce a, was a Dundee gig as well alongside that and another Aberdeen one. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be like obviously we did that Aberdeen one uh, with Lewis, so it would have been it would have been nice to have done it that year as well, the yeah. follow up to that and still be fresh in people's minds. But uh, I think it's the first time we'll be playing Dundee, um, so that'll be fun. Where is it, Fat Simons? I think so. Uh, I've honestly I put you on the spot there. See, <laughs> I actually sweat out of my head now, man. I'm like, this can't even got to happen, but I'm sure it will. It definitely will, but if anybody's bought tickets, it will happen. Just don't know where. <laughs> um, but I, I'm looking forward to them because it'll be good to branch about Scotland a bit more. Usually, we should have done that before we went down south, but I, we kind of went on the Spotify, like, see who was listening to us on Spotify. And uh, there was like a big, a lot of numbers in London, Dublin as well. So we might, I don't know, maybe try Dublin. Have you been over there before? Well. For a gig, no? Not to play. I've been, no, I've been there for St. Patrick's Day and all that. I've been there for New Year once. Uh, it's not spoilers now that we're all there. So. Uh, I love the place, but uh, I've, never, I've never played a gig there. Do you know, I think it would be amazing to play over there as well because they, similar to Glasgow, I suppose, they just really love live music, don't they? Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. And I'd like to play Liverpool again as well. I feel like that's so similar to Glasgow. We, we, we supported the Snuts in Liverpool. And it, it, it was just class. It felt like Orient gig, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was brilliant because a lot of folk for here uh, went down for it as well. So and I, I, I like Liverpool as well. What uh, I wanted to ask you about this. What's the story with the, the Livingston stuff? Because I've seen that Obviously, that's your, your local football team and they've, they're starting to use all your music now for their social content as well. I mean, that's classy. Right. <laughs> I, don't know how, I don't know how that came about, but I maybe obviously been in like West Lobby and band and stuff. Um, but we've had like folk being in like Tony Macaroni's and all that. Ah, yeah. Shines just came on in that in Tony Macaroni's. No way. And somebody sent me something other. Aye, aye. Aye. There's like Tony Macaroni's right next to the, the stadium. Right. Spaghetti hand. <laughs> yeah. uh, the uh, it's, and, and somebody messaged me uh, the other day say like I think it was the Hibs playing against Hibs love you I think it was Easter Road that would have been like the Hibs were, were, were broadcasting it but like Moonshine was on that as well that's excellent so it was uh, that was pretty cool uh, they've done it for like training videos and that I uh, old songs as well it's quite cool right. I think that's class as well it totally ties into that community feel Aye, definitely, definitely. I think the the it was like the goals of the season or, or something. They, they put up some of the songs there, and I was like, a few of the boys in band like Celtic fans. So there was that goal that Dyke scored, check the keeper on that, and that was like their tune was getting played. So it was like, <laughs> ah well, don't remind us, don't remind us. Yeah, you you mentioned them very briefly there, but if we're, we're talking about yourself and the Snuts and, and Lewis and West Lovey and music, I think that. You know, your, your manager, Ross Coots, should probably get a, a notable mention as well. And for people that, mm-hmm. that don't know Ross, it seems to me that, and this is my personal opinion, I'm sure others will share that, it's like 
he is the king of the West Lothian music scene. It's like for years and years, he's 100%. he's gave so many bands an opportunity. And I feel that, that often people don't know him. He's such a, a quiet, humble, you know, unassuming young guy that he, he doesn't even yeah, want he any makes his kind of Aye. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. It's uh, nah, he's just he's such a great guy. You may not have heard like folk might not have heard of him, but you've been to any gigs he's put on hundred percent. If you've been to any gigs in here for yeah, the last ten, fifteen years maybe. Aye. He's uh, I can remember like what like first gigs I used to go to and that he'd he'd be the guy on the door like selling the tickets or whatever. Um so it's incredible. And he he just he just loves music. And I, I think it's amazing to think that there must be people like him all over the world, you know, that, that folk don't really know about, but there's so many artists made it because the platform that they've initially gave them when mm-hmm. they're so young. I mean, I, I can imagine mm-hmm. there's Ross Cootsies in California and Mexico and, do you know what I mean, Germany and Italy and wherever else, yeah. like, putting on these gigs. And then, I mean, for him to see what's happening with yourself and Luke and Lewis and the Snuts and everyone else, I mean, it, it must be, he should really take, you know, a wee bit of personal responsibility, I think. No, nah, definitely. Yeah, he, he gave um, Lewis his first gig as well. Right. When he was like, I don't know, 13, 14 or something, Lewis was. Um, and I, but they gave me my first gig uh, after that, not job, two people. <laughs> and uh, um, I wonder if Ross I, I, they gave, they gave like me Jack and that our first gigs. They <laughs> probably did. Probably, I mean, we all had it, didn't we? Um, <laughs> but. Uh, Ah, he's just ah, such a great guy and he, he, he never asks for anything, you know what I mean? He, he just does it for the sheer love of music. Mm. He's still like still going strong and we gigging the goyle as well. He puts out on every year and, and uh, it's crazy the amount of acts, big acts that he's brought in over the years. That's a great wee festival, that gig at the goyle, actually. Brilliant, man. Yeah, Brilliant. Really You've really been really up to it? I, I, we, we played a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago, and I, I forget uh, the name of it. Where, where would you say it is again? Uh, Lock Goylehead. So Goylehead. it's, aye, it's aye. A, like a holiday camp. Trimsney Trims or something like that. Aye. I remember they drive up to it and it's all these winding roads and I'm terrible it's at driving at the best of times. And I, I was designated driver that day and they were all in the car pissed and they were swerving all over the road and I was like, will you shut it's up? A sc- it's a scary road. I try to turn the music up and jump and I'm like, just calm down. I'm a bit nervous here. This isn't going very well. But no, it was a, it was a great gig and you know, it's, it's a great opportunity to go up there and, and hear artists that you know you maybe haven't heard before with some of the best local talent in Scotland as well. So I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's brilliant. It's, it's some scenery up there as well. Aye, well, it's beautiful. We, we went up there, you're talking about that road. We, we went up like a 50 odd seater bus, and that was scary. <laughs> oh, no. they, 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 they'll never do it like the company or that, and I will not doing that again. Like, so <laughs> let's get many buses for, for on. Did you stay overnight? Have you stayed up there at all? I stayed up a few times. We made a mistake one year staying up and like I think we were playing on the s- Sunday and we'd we'd been up since the Friday and just on it. it. Uh, I had to drag a couple of the boys out of bed to, <laughs> to play play the gig. I don't think I'd slept either, so it was easy for me to get get, get going again, but uh Aye, good memories, good memories for that place. Ever the professional, Mark? Of course, mate. Of course, as always. <laughs> so what, what have you got planned for this year, if if it does go ahead? And, and if not, have you have you thought anything that you could potentially do in, in the meantime? Um, we're just hoping that the gigs go ahead, obviously. The, the, we tour and, 
just try and get on as many festivals. Oh, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know how festivals are looking there after Glastonbury just announced that it's not happening. But um, be good if it does to get them done, um, and definitely new music this year, uh, guaranteed. Regardless of what happens, there'll be new music. There's tunes recorded. They just need to get mastered. Um, aye, definitely new music. Where about guaranteed. to record? Uh, 45 aside in Glasgow. Oh, aye, aye, there's Paul, he's really good. Aye. Aye, uh, guy's brilliant. Uh, he's aye, totally changed their kind of writing process and our vibes with the, the tunes. And just we always like to mix up anyway, like none of our tunes sound the same as the next totally. or the one before, but it's uh, certainly and just as the kind of new sounds as well. So uh, it's, it's a great place to go. I've heard that, and I've heard uh, I had Retro Video Club on the, the podcast before. I believe they recorded a few tunes in there, and mm-hmm. I think the band yeah. and the professor did as well. And the, the sound that I did, and it's coming out of there is massive, really, really good. Aye, aye, he's done some big names. Mm. Uh, so, actually, to get back in, we're still working on a couple of songs as well. Uh, so, as soon as we get back in, we'll be, we'll be in there, bashing it there. Brilliant. Well, if you've not done so, please check out. Mark Sharp from the Bicycle Thieves, absolutely brilliant. Uh, if you've not done as well, please like and subscribe to this podcast. And, and Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thanks so much. No, mate, thank you so much for having me, man. Appreciate it. Looking forward to a, a positive 2021 and looking forward to hearing your new tunes soon. Mm-hmm.